0: Utah Jazz fans should be ecstatic that the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship. We're talking about it next on Locked on Jazz. pow You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz MD Insider, and this is your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, Locked On Jazz. Today, why you as a Utah Jazz fan should be ecstatic that the Denver Nuggets just won the NBA title, though there is a daunting element to it. We'll break down the 9-year process that it's taken the Denver Nuggets to win the championship. And look at how it's completely replicable by every market in the NBA. Zion Williamson for the number three pick of the NBA draft. Is that rumor real? Pow! Blowing my mind with that conversation. We'll discuss it. Jazz have a new assistant coach. We'll touch on that as well. And we'll look if we have time at Kevin O'Connor's latest mock draft on the ringer. Wednesday is mock draft. Wednesday, we'll get to that uh, tomorrow if we don't get to it today. Thanks very much for tuning in. As I mentioned, I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. We are free and available on all podcasting apps, as well as on YouTube. Please hit the subscribe or the follow button. They're free. Glad to have you aboard. Join the chat room and our YouTube group uh, each and every day. It's a super group. Thank you very much. And a big shout out to the everydayers who join us each and every day here on Locked on Jazz. All right, uh, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official book of Locked on, making every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash today to get started. So the Denver Nuggets are the NBA champs. And that should excite us as Jazz fans because that's, a lot better than the Los Angeles Lakers or the NBA champs or the Miami Heat or the NBA champs or the New York Knicks or the NBA champs. It's something, in theory, we can do. Now, the daunting aspect is no differently than, to some extent, the last few champions. They've had the best player in the world, right? Like, you still can't build this thing without Nikola Jokic, without Steph Curry, without LeBron James, without Kawhi Leonard. Right when you're going to build a championship team, you have to have that. So, we can and we will about to dive in to kind of the history of what the Nuggets did. It's super fascinating. They did a bunch of really great things. There's a lot of lessons to learn. There's a lot of philosophies here, but let's not kid ourselves that for the last as much as we've moved into a different era. It's wide open. There's not dominant teams. Denver goes 16 and four. They're pretty dominant. They're not that great, but they're the best we got. You still got to have the best player in the world, right? We can take it. Last time someone won without the best player in the world, it's pretty hard to find. Or at least one of the three best players in the world, right? You can't just change your best player every year, but it's pretty clear that when you start to look through it, Nikola Jokic. Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Steph Curry is the last 10 years. Okay? Now, let's walk through this. It's really interesting on roster building. So this, here's, here's the lessons. The key is homegrown. There's almost no free agency at all, which is great for us. There's a willingness to get off your guys. I think this is the biggest mistake that franchises make when you look back at franchises not making it or stalling out or turning the page. They weren't willing to get off their guys. They were just good enough. They weren't willing to get off their guys and try to get better. Okay? And it's a risk. It's because people are risk averse. It's sometimes easier to just keep your own guys, call it good, win again. So to me, the key lesson here, when you look at the Nuggets, is homegrown talent in their key spots. They drafted great. Okay, they did it with the lowest draft pick in the history of the NBA to win the NBA, Final, NBA Finals MVP and Nikola Jokic, and you can say you got to get lucky, but fine, just do it with a better draft pick. We're going to have plenty of draft picks. Hit a few times on your draft picks. Then the second thing to me is they moved off their guys. And the third thing is then they added perfect pieces in completely reasonable deals that any of us could make. And they did nothing, virtually nothing in free agency. This is replicable for the Utah Jazz. So it all starts in 2014. They draft Nikola Jokic and they make a trade in that same draft for Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic. So if you remember, that's the Paul Millsap, Yusuf Nurkic, Gary Harris... In 2015, they draft Emmanuel Moutier. And that would be my fifth point here. Maybe should be, they weren't perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You might have to be patient, but you don't have to be perfect. So if I really backed it up, I'd say homegrown, not perfect. Got off their guys, which is kind of the same thing as not, but that's where they were actually perfect. Then made reasonable trades and didn't have to do anything in free agency that not anybody else could do. So 2015, they draft Emmanuel Moutier. By 2018, they've cut the cord to Emmanuel Moutier. It's great. Let's let's not lose too much time on it. We blew it. 2016, they draft Jamal Murray, and they make a trade for Malik Beasley. And in that trade, they also get Wancho Herman Gomez. Good players. 2017, they blow it in the draft. They trade... Donovan Mitchell to Utah for Trey Lyles and Tyler Linden. You can't make a bigger mistake. Oops, but they're not perfect. 2018, they draft Michael Porter Jr., who's coming off a back surgery, who was going to be a number one pick with a lower pick, and they take the risk, and they go through three back surgeries with him. They also draft Monte Morris in the second round, and then in 2020, through a trade, they draft RJ Hampton, who they missed on, and they got off of immediately. So how'd they do it? Well, the first thing is, once they realized Nikola Jokic was better than Yusuf Nurkic, they just moved Yusuf Nurkic. They traded him for Mason Plumley, who became a nice backup. A, I like him. He's a nice player. They didn't win the trade, but they got off their guy. They traded Aaron Aflalo, who was on their roster, for Will Barton. who turned out to be a very good player for them for a long time. And then at the last last year, they turned Will Barton, and they turned, and they used Monte Morris, who was a second-round pick. So Will Barton and Monte Morris into Contavious Caldwell Pope. That is so good. That is so good. Right? You have Aaron Aflalo on your roster as a nice player. You move him for Will Barton, who's a better player. Willingness to get off your guy. And then you love Will Barton. He was the most beloved player in all of Denver. He was their Joe Ingalls. They loved Will the Thrill. Documentaries done on him. Fans love him. Everything about him. Not good enough to win a title with. He wasn't good enough. And even though they loved him, and they loved Monte Morris. Oh my gosh, Mike Malone loved Monte Morris. Yeah, you know what? We need a better player. What do we do about our backup point guard? Eh, we'll figure it out. It's a backup point guard. And they moved Monte Morris. And they moved Will Barton for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who has championship pedigree, way better player, brings a lot more to it, and turns out to be vital. And frankly, in that, they might have missed a little bit. Because part of what they thought was that Bones Highland who they had drafted in the 2019 draft, I believe, maybe 2021 2021 draft. They believed that Bones Highland was going to be able to play backup point guard. And it turned out that Bones Highland couldn't play backup point guard. And it turns out that Bones Highland must have been somewhat of a cancer in the locker room. And it turns out that Bones Highland just wanted to score and didn't have the championship. And what did they do with Bones Highland? They traded him at the deadline for nothing. For Thomas Bryant, who never played. So in a sense, they missed on the draft pick. They missed on the trade for Monte Morris, and then they they got rid of him, which is great. This is probably the lesson. Cut the cord with your guys. Don't become beholden. Don't re-sign every single one of your guys and just assume natural progression. There's more to this. We'll continue. It's really interesting because the next move they make to me, the next few moves they make are some of the ones that, like, if you were a fan of their team when they did it, you would have lost it. And they were vital and key to what they were doing, which to me is a pretty neat thing. By the way, the Utah Jazz have a new assistant coach on the that has been not officially announced but has been reported. We'll tell you about that coming up here in just a second as well. All right. More on the Nuggets and how they built their championship and more kind of fun. Uh, I love this roster building of what they did and how they did it and how they got it done. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. The Hyundai lineup of cars, it's really just truly awesome. Like, I mean, truly, truly awesome. When you just kind of you want award-winning MVP cars? This is what Murdoch is. If you just kind of run down the list, the Ionic 5 wins the Motor Trend Car of the Year. That's their electric um SUV that won the Motor Trend SUV of the year. The Ionic 6, which is now the sedan version of that so good looking, is uh that one is now the winner of the 2023 World Car Award, uh, World Electric Vehicle of the Year, World Car Design of the Year. I, I can tell you why uh, it is so sweet looking and it's f- starts at $41,000 for an, for an electric sedan with 300 and I think up 320 mi- horsepower and 361 miles. I, I, I should do it. I'm not even a car guy and I can't stop thinking about that car. It's totally amazing. By the way, they also have a great lineup of SUVs. And I drove the Santa Cruz for a while and really had a good time having the Santa Cruz. That's their hybrid truck car. Um, Really just fabulous kind of all the way across the board from the SUVs. They also have the Tucson Hybrid, the Santa v Plug-in Hybrid, the Elantra Hybrid. They've made major strides in the world of technology. When you're talking about Hyundai, you are talking about getting the most bang for your buck. So if you head over to Murdoch Hyundai, Give me a little text. Give me a little phone email at dlock09 at gmail.com and let me set you up with your VIP experience over at Murdoch Hyundai. Email me at dlock09 at gmail.com so that I can give you your VIP experience. Today's show is also brought to you by eBay Motors. The right parts, the right fit, the right prices. It's eBay Motors. Oh, that green check mark just gives you such security. So the next time you need parts and accessories, Go to eBay Motors because eBay has guaranteed fit. So... You put in what your ride is into my garage and then you get the green check mark to know that the part will fit or you get your money back. It's just like sports confidence is the name of the game. So when you shop with eBay motors with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts for guarantees, the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. It's eBay motors and eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers, eligible items only exclusions apply ebaymotors.com. Get back to the Denver Nuggets here in a second. The reports out of Josh Gibbons of The Athletic that he reported that Mike Williams, who is an assistant, was the head coach of the Go-Go Capitals G League team of the Washington Wizards. He was the youngest coach, head coach in professional sports at 25 years old last year. Uh, will be an assistant coach for the Utah Jazz. So we've got the Jazz adding uh, Rod Higgins' son, uh, longtime NBA exec and former player, and now the Jazz adding Mike Williams as we're seeing the coaching staffs fill in. Uh, No official announcement has been made about other coaches, but I will say the sleuth Instagrammers showing moving vans outside of various former Jazz coaches Um, houses uh, is pretty good. I got to admire you guys for that. Um, So there are still some more shakeups. Atlanta hasn't announced their whole staff yet, so we haven't heard all of the words officially, Um, but we are hearing some reports on how the Jazz, more importantly, are filling in uh, their staff. All right, back to the Nuggets, because I think this is just so interesting and such a great lesson for us. I mean, the first thing I think we have to look at is it started in 2014. So 2014, they draft Jokic. Gary Harris, and Yusuf Nurkic. 2015, they blow it with Moody. 2016, they get Jamal Murray, Malik Beasley, and Wancho Herman Gomez. 2017, they blow it. They trade Donovan. 2018, they get Michael Porter Jr. 2020, they get R.J. Hampton. They blow it. They're going to move in within six months. 2020, I think they also... 2019, I think they also got Monty Morris in there. So we've talked about already. They've traded Yusuf Nurkic because... Open up new. They traded a fall, turned to Will Barton, and then just recently they turned Will Barton into Contavious Aldo Pope. Gary Harris is beloved. He and Jamal Murray are the backcourt. It's totally their They trade Gary Harris, a young RJ Hampton, and their 2025 first-round pick for Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon, former number four pick of the NBA draft, who in Orlando always seemed to be stretching his game beyond where he was good at, and what does he do? But he absolutely becomes awesome. He played so hard in the finals. He played such the right role. He stayed within himself. Aaron Gordon was one of the worst time and score players I've ever seen when he was in Orlando. He made, he, uh, there's a game specifically where the Jazz played Orlando, and I thought Aaron Gordon won us the game. Just taking a nasty pull-up three that blew the momentum, and you watched his teammates just drop their head. On the other end, he was playing with Nikola Vucevic and a bunch of not very good players. He thought he was better than them, but he outstretched where he could, and they weren't very good. And he comes in, and he plays with Jamal Murray, and he plays with Nikola Jokic, and he understands exactly where he fits and how he fits, and he's perfect. And that's another important lesson here. This isn't easy, but really, Aaron Gordon, in many ways, replaced Jeremy Grant. Remember Jeremy Grant? Remember we played them in the bubble? Jeremy Grant, Torrey Craig, all those guys? Jeremy Grant wants to be the man. You're not going to be the man as long as Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are on the floor are on the on the roster. But Jeremy Grant wanted the ball; he wanted to be the man. And so when it came to free agency, and he got his money, he went to Detroit. And again, if you're Denver, that's a catastrophic moment where you're thinking to yourself, like, "Oh my gosh, how did we let that go? We got nothing for him." But you eventually. Move that roster spot into Aaron Gordon, who was a way better fit, bigger and taller, better defensive player, played with his teammates, and didn't have to be the man. The willingness to get off, let your guy go, or get off your guy so that you could be better. To trade Will Barton for Contavious Caldwell-Pope. To Jeremy Grant leaves in you f- shortly thereafter. Fix it with Aaron Gordon, not immediately, but shortly thereafter. One of the most interesting moves they made in the process was they dumped Malik Beasley and Juancho Herman Gomez. And Jared Vanderbilt. Basically dumped them. They had three players on their roster, two of which they had drafted in the first round. One of which was a wildly athletically skilled, exciting player in Jared Vanderbilt, who they had drafted, developed, had played well for them, whose, ro- whose salaries were coming up. Or their contracts were coming up and they were going to get bumps and they dumped them, dumped them to Minnesota. And if you go back and look at that trade, they got virtually nothing. They got a 2020 first round pick, if I remember correctly, which might have been RJ Hampton, I think, um, over time. So they basically got rid of Malik Beasley, Juancho Herman Gomez, and Jared Vanderbilt. They moved off of their guys. Willingly. This is the key to the Utah Jazz. We have too many draft picks. You can't hold them all. You can't fall in love with all of them. You have to be honest in your evaluation of our players when time comes of whether they're actually, they might be good. They might have put it. Are they really good enough? It's actually what's interesting to me. I think there's, a, and I actually want to do this show before I leave on Thursday. I think there's a massive disconnect right now between what Ryan Smith, Danny Ainge, and Justin Zanuck have sat at podiums and talked about with us, and what we feel as hosts and fans. I'm with you. And we're looking for, like, how do we immediately fix everything get better right away? And they're on a championship route. And a championship route for the Denver Nuggets started in 2014 when they drafted Nikola Jokic, Gary Harris, and Mewsif Nurkic, and one of the three was there for the championship. And in 2015, they drafted Emmanuel Moutier with, like, the ninth pick of the draft, and he lasted two years. And in 2016, they drafted Jamal Murray, Malik Beasley, and Wancho Herman Gomez, and they dumped two of them for virtually nothing. Like, there's only, like, seven, eight spots that actually make an impact. They got off Bull Bol, too, by the way. Like, they drafted Bull Bol, everyone loved him. Nah, it's not going to really work. Let's move on. Now it's cute. and He's in Orlando running around as a string bean. He's not going to win you anything. Maybe, but I don't think so. In free agency, they signed two players. Two players the Utah Jazz could sign. If we weren't, ha- I mean, at the time, we couldn't sign Bruce Brown because we were hamstrung and had no movement. And that's why. So we signed, they signed Bruce Brown to a two-year $13 million deal. We, we could sign guys to two-year $13 million deals all we want. And they signed Jeff Green, who we actually decided didn't keep. That's a model. All of this is a model that we can do. No, it's nine years. It's a lot of good decisions. It's some bad decisions. It's no luxury tax. And it's no signing of free agents. That should wildly excite a Utah Jazz fan. It's getting off Yusuf Nurkic, moving from Aaron Aflalo to a better player, and getting off your beloved Will Barton. It's giving up Gary, your beloved Gary Harris, and a young first-round draft pick everyone loved to get Aaron, and a future first to get Aaron Gordon, who was the perfect match. It's acquiring players that are the perfect match, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, it's dumping Malik Beasley and Wancho Herman Gomez when they're not really going to fit, even though yours, even though everyone in the league says you can't give them up because then you don't, you don't get anything for the asset. No, moving a roster spot is actually valuable. I could find some teams that weren't willing to do these things that were pretty catastrophic. This is probably the biggest mistake most teams make in their roster building is re-signing all of their own guys and the unwillingness to move off of them to improve them. And obviously the key, the whole damn thing is Nikola Jokic, right? And Jamal Murray. They're great. Jamal Murray was the ninth pick of the draft, by the way. Maybe seventh. David having a crisis of confidence right there. Jamal Murray said, I loved Jamal Murray out of the draft. I will say that for my own well-being. Um, Jamal Murray was the seventh pick of the draft. Okay. That's the model. It's pretty cool. And it's I think from a jazz fan standpoint, it should be super cool for you to hear and see and realize it's doable. The NBA trade rumors are blowing my mind. Let's talk about it as we continue on Locked On Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On, America's number one sports bet book. And no sweat, first bet up to $2,500. That's right, $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Great promotions every day, a safe and secure app. You get paid instantly. It's why there's no better place to bet than the playoff action or anything else in America's number one sportsbook. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's a fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And the right now, $2,500 back on a no sweat first bet at Fanduel. That's $2,500 back on a bonus bet. first. Uh, for you with that uh the no sweat first bet that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the nba and official sports book of locked on i need your guidance the we've got tomorrow and thursday shows and then the master leaf Tulane takes over as i head out on the graduation trip with my daughter Um, who, what player have we not talked about that you want me to talk about and look at? I've watched a lot of Anthony Black. My best case scenario for Anthony Black is that he's a Marcus Smart 6'8 guard. I've not watched, I watched Taylor Hendricks. Kind of love him at 6'9" long lanky i didn't think he really knows how to play he's never been the man he's probably a complimentary player but boy at 6'8, 214 with a 7 1 wingspan and 19 years old that body's pretty awesome i've watched Caseen wallace who so i loved how he gets off the ball i'd like some more aggressiveness i'm not worried about his 6 2 with a 6 8 wingspan i thought that kentucky just was better every time he's on the floor i watched grady dick shot's real. I thought he looked like a weaker version of Kevin Herter. I do love Kevin Herter. I was a little concerned about the fact that every time he got in traffic, he kind of got the ball ripped. I watched Jalen hood Safino. Super good pick and roll read. Great hesitation game. Uh, heavy legs. Not a lot of explosion. I've watched a little Keontae George. Not much. I haven't watched Bilali. I don't know if I have tape. Kobe Bufkin, I loved. Everything about Buffkin I loved. I just loved him. Left-handed, coming off picks. Thought he played with the ball. Thought if he expanded his game, he'd get better. You can shoot it 86%, 6'4", 6'8", wingspan. has been young for his grade his entire life. Like him a lot. Looked at Nick Smith, but probably not enough. Who would you like me to look at? Put a topic, either hit me at DLock09 at, uh, on Twitter or put a comment in the Uh, YouTube of who you'd like to see and I will um, uh, I will watch them tonight for you. We've time. I'll watch a little hockey but um, so uh, I'm writing a little note on the bottom of the show right now so that you guys can answer that question. Uh, All right, Just get to it right now. Would you trade the number three pick Of the NBA draft for Zion Williamson. I find this fascinating. I mean, I really, 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 really find this fascinating. My mind got blown on this one. So I will quickly say, I think my answer is yes. I think if I'm Portland, I make that trade. Now. Now. It's like, as a GM, you're making or breaking your career. And Zion has truly shown no ability to stay healthy. And when, if you recall, if you're an everydayer from many years back, in the 2019 draft, I was terrified of Zion Williamson. I'm not sure that I would say I would have drafted Ja Morant. Because if I'm perfectly truthful, I don't think any of us really realized how good Ja Morant was. But I have said numerous times, if you're... If you're 6'10 or taller, now he's only 6'7, and you're under 220 or over 280, I don't think you can play in the NBA. There's too much back and forth, too much up and down. Your body can't hold it. But, like, I've seen Zion Williamson play. And when he does play, he's unstoppable. His defense is horrendous, but he averages 26.7 rebounds and five assists. I got it. He's only played 29 games in two years. He's only played in four years. He's only played one year in which he played over 29 games. But like when he plays, it's incredible. And I just don't know that Scoot Henderson can be anything like that. And maybe I'm willing, knowing the Zion Williamson upside, I'm willing to take that risk because I don't actually know the Scoot Henderson upside. Am I wrong? This is an amazing, awesome decision-making tree. Like, I love this. I want your thoughts. I'm going to read all of the thoughts in the YouTube comments. For those of you stuck every day or who stuck with us for 28 minutes of this show, this, to me, I love this. Like, this is... This makes my brain just go and love it. All right. So I know the upside of Zion. I'm mesmerized by the upside. The downside is off. I know the swing, but on scoot, I don't know. Some people's answer is like, okay, I know the downside of Zion. I'm out. I'll take the runner on scoot. On the flip side. And Zion's going to get paid. You're going to max. You're going to have to max. Zion's been paid. You got to max Zion out. Uh, immediately. Or, like, but I think I'd do it. Now, let me flip it. Do you trade the number three pick of the NBA draft for Brandon Ingram? That one, I think, is a no-brainer. If you're Portland, that's a no-brainer. I'm only looking at this from Portland standpoint. From the first one, on I, on both sides, I think i do it. A New Orleans' standpoint, I'm not sure why I'm doing this trade. Because now... Interestingly enough, what I don't like about this trade is I'm 100% dependent on Zion's health. Which Portland would be on the first trade. But Portland has no route to success right now. Unless they do Zion Williamson for the third pick of the draft. And then they got a route to success. It just has to, who knows if it happens. I would like to meet with Zion's people and make sure I can put really good people around him. I don't care. Like the New York Post. Sex thing isn't great. It's bad decision-making, but it's also, like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about food, diet, conditioning, people. Brandon Ingram? No-brainer? I can't wait to go back and read the YouTube chats on this because I think these are amazing. All right, well, we're going to do mock draft Wednesday tomorrow. Who would you like me to watch in the NBA draft prospects? Some of these are harder to get video of, so I'll see what I can do. Leaf Tuline takes over the show on Friday this week. He'll take you all the way through. I'll be in Europe playing golf with my daughter for her graduation trip, and I will be trying to be somewhat relevant and around. Our NBA mock draft releases here, and it's awesome. So make sure you're ready for that coming up here. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Thanks so much for tuning in. You're awesome. I appreciate the everydayers. Have a wonderful day. Uh, I'll be through the chat room throughout. Send me a note on um, DLock09 as well. Mock Draft Wednesdays tomorrow.